Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball, uh, which is just me and Sam rambling uh, mostly incoherently about various basketball topics. Um, and we have just had a crazy free agency period, like the shortest free agency ever with the draft like a week before so there's a lot going on and a lot to talk about and probably too much to talk about for this podcast so um yeah i think we've picked some teams picked out a few teams to talk about and then maybe we'll talk about the others some other time so what teams have you got to talk about sam well i've gone for some slightly obscure ones and i guess there's so much. We're going to do some more before the season starts, so we can kind of come on to some other teams a bit. Um, I was, I've got to start with. Let's go with the Houston Rockets to start with, because loads of stars, well, not loads, three stars requested trades this off season, and two of them play for the Rockets. They also signed one of the best value free agents in Christian Wood, and they signed a former All NBA center on like this upside swing and they traded away Robert Covington who they just traded for to play like small ball center and they've got a new coach and a new general manager yeah so a lot going on and they're basically trying to switch style aren't they whilst hopefully not having to trade all of their best players yeah and um it's really interesting because actually <laughs> When you've listened to any like NBA coverage in the reacting to the offseason so far, a lot of it is like, well, Houston question mark. But actually, you look at the Houston team as it is now, and it's suddenly like, oh, that's good, isn't it? They look like they've actually got better. But then also, Harden and Westbrook might want to leave, and it's like, well, and it sounds like there's a chance that Westbrook's trade request isn't that legitimate, even though he got his public first. Um, as in there were rumours that Harden was going to ask to leave and D'Antoni left and everything was changing and he said, fine, I want to leave. And it's like, oh, yeah. I'm not... It might be that he wanted to leave if Harden wanted to leave. Um, but at the moment, they haven't left. And, I mean, we can talk about the Harden, tra- the Harden trade possibilities if you want. They shouldn't trade him, I don't think. I don't see what the point is. No, it's only like if they're forced to, isn't it? If he goes fully on strike, and we're yet to see of like how far he's willing to take it, really of like refusing to play or anything like that, um, which at the moment it seems like that that won't happen. I don't know. I, I don't feel like that's that much of a possibility. I guess it's easy to say about any athlete that they don't seem like the sort of person to do that, but. Again, on reporting I've heard from other people is that he's not that kind of guy. He's not interested in doing that. And also, if you do that, as Anthony Davis found out, you've been this hero in a city, in a whole area. And if you do that, you're not and you won't ever be a hero. Anthony Davis, when he has to go back and there's crowds in New Orleans and stuff, they're not going to love him or not in the same way, at at least, as they did. Um Plus, I think Harden probably does just want to get another scoring title. He would happily take first team All NBA again. Yeah, and, and it's 
It's always like the two-sided thing, isn't it? When because he's got a y two years left, hasn't he? Rather than one. Yeah. If, if he is like just well, it's two plus play, one. He can easily two just plus kill one. His... Two plus what? What a player option is it? Yeah, but I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm like 90 percent sure it's two plus one. But also, is a player option for like 50 million? You know, he turned yeah. down a deal with them, supposedly at 50 million a year. Well. So yeah. even for him to turn that down is it's like you literally cannot get that money somewhere else. Um, no, yeah, it is two like plus one. Yeah, well, it's a bit of a different situation. Whereas if he starts like refusing to play, it's like, and then the team refused to trade him. He's just killing his own career, isn't he? Really, like, I mean, you know, by the end of that con that contract, he's like coming to the end of his prime really that the at best it's like you know this um they've said quite clearly that they're not gonna they're willing to make it uncomfortable i think was the quote wasn't it so yeah I, it feels like that this is not gonna happen i mean it's also I, I just can't imagine how much you'd possibly need to give up to for the rockets to accept it when he's you when you can't no, when he's he's not running out this year. You you when can't. There there is no way you can trade for someone like that. There is no way you can trade for someone that good. Because I mean, yeah. even we're looking at the players they'd have to give up just to even get the salary. And like Dinwiddie, Levert, Allen, and then all of their picks forever and pick swaps and, and all of yeah. the whole shebang. And again, the other deal that you look at and it's like maybe you you say yes if you're Houston, they offer you Ben Simmons, but also. Philly aren't going to do that, I don't think, anytime soon. Because Ben Simmons and Embiid, um, we, we might come on to the Sixers later, they are trying the system, they're trying to fill a proper roster around their two stars, and that could yeah. work. And Ben Simmons is younger, and he's a better defensive player and all of this stuff. Um, but on a, a broader thing with the Rockets, like if Harden buys in and stays, like he's actually going to play properly, and Westbrook is healthy... We, DeMarcus Cousins sort of doesn't matter in a way because it's like if he's anywhere near if he's even a useful bench player I feel like there's, the thing with that signing is the upside with the you know just having a shot at DeMarcus Cousins is diminishing every year that's happened like what like quite a few years in a row now Something yeah where a competitor's like given him a one year deal and he gets hurt again yeah or he's just and he's just not very good yeah, I mean, when was the last time he played like three months in a row of basketball? Did he, did he manage that much with the Warriors? Maybe, but it was always under the premise of like, yeah, he's still coming back hurt. Um, so, I mean, that is just like, if he is an offense when they're resting Harden and Westbrook, either um, load management or just on the bench, that is a huge win for them. But Christian Wood on uh, a low number, there'd been a few different numbers reported yeah. for what they paid for him. He is like... He's this athletic center who can shoot threes. He can pick and pop and roll to the basket. It's like, that's the guy you want with James Harden and Russell Westbrook, yeah, surely. That, that's like a lot of stuff that I've seen, like coverage of it is that that is seen as like the best signing, I think. One of the best deals of the off season. The Rockets getting Christian Wood, basically, because it's like, like a perfect fit and he's good. And he wasn't that much. Yeah, I mean, I just think, I think it's amazing they got him for that price and it makes you ask questions about other teams. 
not willing to yeah. pay a bit more than that when you look right. at some of the other contracts. Maybe maybe this can be a segue. In a minute. What it, it, in, we... into any of the teams that could have got him really, no. or the team that let him go. The team that let him go. Let's do it. Let's let's segue. Because my team, one of my teams I, I had on my list that we came up with was the uh, the Detroit Pistons, um, who refused to pay that money to Christian Wood and instead acquired something like five centers in like two days, um, including giving Mason Plumley a huge contract. Um, and they paid Jeremy Grant, and the, they then um, they then traded one of them, Tony Bradley. For Zaire Smith, who were like, yeah, a nice little redemption project from the Sixers, and then waived Zaire Smith. Yeah, I don't, I don't, did, I've did, not seen any reason why. Someone, I think I saw something they traded someone to get a first round pick, but I think they also attached loads of seconds or something. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly what it is. they did so many moves basically. Like, unlike Detroit, I don't think they usually do that much, but they were just doing loads of moves, but just almost none of them made any sense. If, well, and if, then they gave up. They traded Andre Drummond at the trade deadline last year for like salary filler and nothingness, and then they just signed loads of centers who were overpaid. It's like we yeah. already had an overpaid center, and then and then, uh, and then to get their ball ball handler, they signed Jeremy Grant on like twenty million dollars a year. Who who's going to go there and try and be Kawhi? I mean, I just that seems to be the plan at the moment. As what was so weird though? <laughs> so um, Kevin O'Connor had Killian Hayes as the number one, his number one prospect in the draft. And they got him at seven, I think it was. And they also drafted someone else that he said was like, he thought was a really brilliant pick. Um, is this is it this guy? Yeah, Sadiq Bey. And he, he was even saying, it, it's like that the organization's run by separate people. Someone did the draft and someone did everything else. Because like, they nailed the draft. And Killian Hayes... From the stuff I've read about him, and I've watched a few clips of him, and it's like, this guy, he's got like a step back that people are doing the classic compared to James Harden. But he's got like this complete offensive game and a playmaker and all of this stuff. Seemed like a really exciting pick, and it was like, go there, he can run the offense. He could put up big numbers. And I thought, yeah, he looks like a good player to win Rookie of the Year. And then now he's just got this RJ Barrett feeling. Because the Pistons have done, the the Knicks went ex- just for power forwards and the Pistons have gone just for centres and Jeremy Grant, a power forward who doesn't space the floor really. So along with Blake Griffin. To go with Blake Griffin. And it's like, <laughs> so Killian Hayes, however good he is, like Barrett was struggling because there was just, everyone was in the middle. Yeah. Where's Killian Hayes going to drive to? I have they even got any shooters anymore? Or and who's he going to pass to? handle the ball? Well, I don't think they have. They've got Derek Rose, but he can't shoot either. Like I just and they traded Luke Kennard as well, and they traded um oh is it Bruce Bruce Brown? I think they traded as well. It's just I don't have a clue what that. It is the most baffling <laughs> off season. I, 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 I just wanted to talk about them briefly because I just find it funny. It's just really funny when teams do things that make no sense, like almost anyone else. Everyone else can agree that it, that it all doesn't make any sense and they're all bad moves. And yet somehow, someone who is probably getting paid a lot of money to make these decisions decided it, it was a good idea. What I think is weird maybe as well. I guess everyone else would be wrong, but I can't see how how, how that can possibly work as a functional yeah. basketball team. 
the only way that they get anything out of it is if Jeremy Grant, who, to be honest, it feels like he's at his ceiling as like a third or fourth lead defensive player on a, on like a really good team, like, like he was just now. And he was really good doing that. If they somehow strike gold on him and Killian Hayes, and then all of these weird center signings, no one will care because it's like, actually they could get the eighth seed. Like if Blake Griffin's healthy and they, Jeremy Grant, it turns out can do stuff off the dribble and Killian Hayes is the best yeah. prospect from the class. Although, I, and, I, weren't you talking about the other day how all the stats very much suggest that he can't do stuff off the dribble? Yeah, but that's what I mean. Is it would be so that would be luck. It's not like they've there doesn't seem to be anything that suggests they've put thought into this. It's like, well, what if he was? Um, it what's really weird with this is you know sometimes you see a team in any sport and they as a whole what they do in an off season is bad. But it, the individual moves are okay. So it's like, say they signed all these players, but each contract was fine. You'd think, well, okay, maybe they've got them because they're tradable and they just did the deal and then went, oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the, the individually, the deals are bad. I guess, I guess some of them at the start were maybe okay. I don't know. Some of the centers I assume were cheap. I don't really know exactly. Like They got like Okafor for like, cheap. It was like, okay, he's going to be their backup center for cheap. Okay. But then they signed Mason Plumley to like whatever ridiculous money they gave him it's just a huge like, yeah a day later I, I don't get it at all no should we move on to someone that's not going to be the worst yeah. team in basketball okay, yeah you, you you pick one now as you know the problem is the two my two next two teams are quite likely to be pretty bad as well so i've got what you choose we've got the kings and the wizards as my other two uh let's talk about the kings because at least with them, they've done stuff that's interesting. They've done a few few things um, that you can at least talk about with some logic a bit. Yes, I mean... More than the Pistons. So they've suddenly, they've locked themselves in to De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, Marvin Bagley, if he can stay healthy for two weeks ever. Um, and then they just drafted Tyrese Halliburton, which is another player that people... There were reports that he was actually wanting, telling people not to draft him so he can fall to Sacramento, which is kind of nice for them, that people don't usually want to go there. Um, why, why did he want to go there? Well, I think it might be that he knew he'd get quite a decent role, and I don't know, I don't know. Um, but then they gave De'Aaron Fox, and I guess it's small market team, your high pick, and he has been pretty good they gave him this enormous max extension with escalators that could get it up to 180 million or something grotesque. Um, and then they didn't match Bogdanovich, his offer sheet. So they end up losing him for nothing because of the mess with the Bucks. Um, and it, I understand why they didn't match it, partly because their their salary sheet is already pretty hideous. Um, and that Buddy Heald was unhappy because he was the sixth man behind Bogdanovich. So now you think, well, we've maybe cheered up healed. But also, you decided that Bogdanovich was better than healed by yeah. starting him and giving him more and minutes. It's like, okay, we want to have healed instead. Yeah. I, I think basically it, their offseason could look quite nice if they, if they didn't manage to mess up that thing with the Bucks right at the start where they were blatantly trying to sign a player and trade him before you're allowed to um yeah they just followed the rules a bit 
like and they managed to get stuff for him then it's like okay yeah they've made made room for healed and got some stuff back but losing him for nothing just makes it look like yeah you've they've okay they've they've picked to have healed instead of bogdanovich but bogdanovich was better before so yeah it and doesn't make sense and you just look at the money they've got so i mean healed apparently there wasn't much trade market for him and you can sort of see why because his contract's uh declining uh the money per year so he should become more tradable but that's a big number and to match it you've usually got to give out like two or three decent contracts or one it's why horford getting dealt seemed like a really bad thing for them to me because that seemed just such an obvious kind of where we sort of switch these contracts we don't want but maybe the kings dislike that contract a bit less and whatever um and they've just got this huge money committed to this core where none of them played in an all-star game. They've still not made the playoffs. And it's like, well, that's it's a nice group of players, but they really, really need yeah, one they, or two of them to become all-stars. Yeah, they, they need to break out soon. I think Bagley's big time. a big one. Of like, he's obviously was a number, number two pick. He's meant to be good. And I think he's shown flashes, hasn't he, of, of actually being looking good. Yeah. It's basically, if he can stay fit, then they can basically build around him and Fox, isn't it? I think has been the idea for the last few years. Um, and now, but now with the Fox contract, it's like they're now committed to that, committed to um, persevering with that for a bit longer. Uh, which I don't know is the worst thing, is because I'm not. I don't know. I don't know what else. Yeah, I, I don't know what else do. you do. They can't exactly attract big free agents or anything. They don't have loads of assets to. I mean, unless they were to trade those guys, then then what are they trading them for? I mean, that's why the problem with someone like Fox. So Bagley's not a million miles away from where they'll have to pay him as well. Like, this is suddenly going to be a very expensive core with no all stars. Teams with no all stars are not making the playoffs in the Western Conference anytime soon. No. Um. And I think so. Fox shot less than thirty percent from three last season. That is not it he's got to shoot the ball better than that um and i just i don't know how they're going to be that good and like fox has to explode and bagley has to be healthy at least because you feel like the development they wanted him to become like the player they want him to become he's not even had time to get better he just can't even get like properly healthy yet and there's been this like starting him and benching him and all sorts of things so i don't i kind of agree with you i don't know what else they could do but also it doesn't look good. It looks like that team's going to get expensive, and they might not. They might not make the play-in. Like it's, they could be healthy and finish eleventh, I think, in the West this year or twelfth. Yeah, but there is also a thing of, I know that they, Bagley and Fox are two players that are, like, some of the most talented young players in the league. Probably. Yeah. And, you know, if you were to bank like bank on any players breaking out in the next couple of years like they'd be near the top of the list of guys that have yet to do it but luke walton is under a lot of pressure there though isn't he yeah. i get yeah that's the thing i think is it, it yeah it's gonna come on onto the coach really if it doesn't work um but yeah should we move on to our next team yes yeah, turn sorry it's your turn 
Oh yeah, okay. Um, I think we should move on to another young team that has done a lot of moves. Um, that I thought were going to be good. Like, I was already quite big on them before, like last year, and they weren't that good, which is the Atlanta Hawks. Who just did a deal with the Kings in a way. Well, not really. They just took a player. Actually, didn't they? They just stole one of their players. Yeah, that's the team that team that signed Bogdanovich. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. So they let's just run through the the stuff they did. They took um, they took Rondo, Chris Dunn, Bogdanovich, Gallinari, and they drafted a Kongwu. Um I don't think I'm missing anyone. But then they also And they've got Capella that's not played a game for them yet. I think. Yep, and they've got young players and Trey Young, of course, who is one of the young players. Basically, their their like rotation is going to be made up of basically those guys you just said. Trey Young, obviously, is the primary ball handler, doing a lot of the scoring, and then DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, probably coming off the bench, and Kevin Herter, yeah, as well. Oh, and they've got John Collins, but sort of expecting them to trade John Collins with the moves they've just made. And he's due an extension. He's another player, right? So to link to the Fox thing, Fox is in this difficult spot where he's had a bit of injury problems and you're not quite sure where his ceiling is, but you've got to pay him. And Collins is now in that position, but it looks like they probably won't pay him. Um, Where it's like, well, this guy, we don't know whether he's a four or a five He's shown he can shoot the ball and he looks like a good offensive player, but is he going to be too bad defensively to ever be really good? But they're all so good enough that you kind of have to pay them a huge amount of money. And it's yeah, a really horrible situation. And someone yeah, else will pay them. And there's a chance that, like, like you said with Fox, it is possible that in the next five years, he was just a top five point guard. I don't think it's that likely, but it's possible. Um, and with John Collins, you look at the offensive skill set and it's like, and his his build and stuff is like, oh, this guy could suddenly be like this switchable four or five, but they're going to end up trading him. And then I, who knows what they're going to do? I mean, yeah, they've, they need to trade him now with their, cause Gallinari has to play the four really. And then they've got Capella. Who's their center. He's going to be playing. And a Kongwu. Yeah. And having just drafted a Kongwu. So it's like, yeah, that, that is, Spots filled up. Gallinari's going to have to be playing a lot for the contract they've just given him. Um, so, yeah, it's like, yeah, there just isn't room for him now. And it so makes sense ha- given that he's due an extension soon. It's like, that. I think that is one of the moves that I expect to happen at some point this offseason still. But I just, I'm just not sure where, who, who will yeah. get him. I, I don't know how that works. He'll have to go to restricted free agency if someone trades for him now and then plays it out, maybe. I don't know. I really don't know. Where where do you think the Hawks... Like, How good do you think they can be next year? This year? Um, I mean, the East is a lot stronger than it was, isn't it? Like a couple of years ago when, like, Trey Young was coming through and they looked like they were going to be really... Um, yeah, really good in the near future. But I, I reckon they can make the playoffs. I, they, I think they'll be a. But that's the thing. It's a bottom, like around the bottom of the playoffs, probably. 
It's there's a, I think there's a big thing that ceiling is on like if Trey Young is ever going to improve defensively at all, like maybe slightly less bad. And I mean, Gallinari is not yeah, fixing them defensively, is he? Yeah. Well, that's why he has to play the four because I think he's he's going to get run off the court otherwise. Yeah. If, yeah. Basically, yeah. He's just slow. They're, as a, they're going to be a special team to watch. Yeah. This offensively, they're going to be magical. Yeah, but then the offense. Well, and then Chris Dunn as like, okay, when we need someone to defend the guard. Yeah, you've got to come minutes. on. But the problem is they've. So they've they kind of blocked a bit of the minutes for Reddish and Herter, uh, Reddish Herter and Hunter, um, which you sort of thought were their core, and now they're looking like these young players yeah. that they're not sure on. I don't know how that works out. Which it sort, feels like which does sort of make sense given last season none of them were particularly good, were they? It's like basically they underperformed. I think what some people expected, like the team, basically because of them, it's like yeah, it was it was just Trey Young again, really. Yeah, I. Th- but I think um, so. I've seen some a pretty big variation on where people have them, like how high they can get. Some people even suggest they can get up to like four or five. And I guess anything's possible. Short yeah. season. Yeah. Um, I, think, but... I think the thing is basically these moves have just pushed their floor up a lot because instead of it being like these young guys that people are expecting to be good at some point, um, that well as last year shows might just end up not being good. You know Bogdanovic and Gallinari, you're going to get a certain level from them. And spacing, yeah. I think, is the big thing. There's going to be... That's like, you know, have Trey Young driving. You can, you can have him running off ball as well, which is going to yeah. be quite cool. So they've got Rondo and Bogdanovic can handle it. You can have Trey Young running off screens. Yeah, a lot of shooting, I think, is, is going to be the thing. But I still think... In the East, so this actually moves us on to another team I'd quite like to touch on briefly. But you've got the top seven, um, which is basically the guys that were the top six last year and Brooklyn. And I know you get in every year you get injuries and maybe one of them falls down a bit. But to me, those seven teams look quite a bit better than everyone else at the moment. You think even Indiana, who people thought might take a bit of a step back, they've actually still got Oladipo and Brogdon and Turner and Sabonis. TJ Warren is now like... managed to be a certain amount good. All the time. One of those guys is injured. Yeah, they're just always pretty strong. Um, And that team is still better than what Atlanta have got. And then actually, while the... So where in the West, you've got like the LA teams and then loads of other teams, it feels like. And you can break the tiers up as you want. But basically, there's then like a huge run of teams almost all the way down that are like pretty close to each other. In the East, depending on what you think about Milwaukee, is it's like there's the top sort of seven or maybe six plus Indiana, however you want to do it. And then there's this other group. But that other group have all got better. And that includes Atlanta. So it's like actually them, I think they have to make the playoffs this year. I think the coach and the general manager are going to be under pressure if they don't or gone. And actually, around there, you've now got the Hornets, who've got Lamelo Ball and Gordon Hayward, and Devonte Graham, who could have are won they, most improved player. Be good though. No, but they're going to be better than they were last year. They, and then you've got the Chicago Bulls, change of coach. Hopefully, that addresses some of the problems they had last season, uh, and the Wizards as well, who've got John Wall back, whatever he looks like. 
Yeah. In fact, that was uh, that was your other team, wasn't it? The Wizards. Exactly. So, so you then you have with them. I mean, we don't know what John the John Wall trade request thing is weird. That was like it was reported by a couple of people, and then he's sort of refused to say anything. Yeah, and I've not heard and, anything about it since it was like announced that he wants to trade. There's just been no news, pretty much. Yeah, and the Wizards have sort of said no, it didn't happen, and it's like, well, okay. <laughs> but they've got a like an elite player in Beal. No one really knows what Wall's going to look like, but they've re-signed Bertans to a contract that they really need to be competitive at the start of that contract because it could look pretty ugly later on. And and are they going to be? I'm not convinced. I'm not sure they're going to be good, but I don't think Atlanta are definitely going to be like better than them by miles. I mean, Bradley Beal is... Depends how what, But like Bradley Beal versus Trey Young... If Bradley Beal engages defensively, he's a better player on both ends, you'd say, really. Yeah. Um, or better all-round player. Um, and they also drafted Denny Avdia, who dropped down. A lot of people yeah. were very high on. They've gone They've uh, gone big on the overseas players the last couple of years, haven't they? The draft. Yeah, they have. Um, I, I just think that, that weird like eight-seed battle in the East... There's actually quite a few teams. Like Detroit, as much as we were laughing at them, if Blake Griffin is anywhere near the player he was the year before last... Nah, they're not doing it. They're not going to be anywhere near. They probably won't. But I I don't know. I'm not certain that the Hawks are going to be like... I don't have them like way above these other teams. I think the thing with the Hawks is that they've got a... I can see how it works. They've got like... um, I think they've got quite a good fit. If they can manage to trade Collins, and Gallinari is at the uh, yeah playing at the four all the time. How are they going to stop anyone though? That's what I don't well, really the see. Is that the defense isn't great, but um, that's what Reddish and Hunter were meant to do, and yeah. then they've kind of pushed them aside. I guess. I guess they may still get a, a, a lot of minutes. Those guys because they've like sort of lacking a three, aren't they? Lacking a small forward. A bit. Uh, it depends on how they use Bogdanovich. They've got Bogdanovich, Herta, Reddish, that I guess yeah. are going to just... Sort of... I feel like they've got... Um, with the players they've signed, well, they've, they've got a lot of different ways they could do it, haven't they? Blake have had Bogdanovich playing the three a lot with like Rondo as like a second point guard or Dunn next to Young. Or they could have Bogdanovich playing shooting guard and then someone else... You know, like Reddish playing at the three. There's, I, I feel like I just like the different options they've got, and they're basically going to have really good spacing with pretty decent shooters. Like, yeah, they need their big man to be very, like, very good Trey, defensively. Trey Young pick and Trey Young pick and roll with Capella and stuff. Yeah, I, I think offensively it's going to be a lot of fun, but then. They were 27th in the league defensively last season. Yeah, and they've not signed players. They've not signed players who are going to make them much better than that. Like, Chris Dunn is then a non-factor offensively. So I don't know how much they're going to use him. Um, I just, it's, a really, it's just really hard when you've got players who are like... Trey Young has to show some sort of like... It's a bit clumsy to just say effort, but he's got to be better. 
he might be small, but there are small players who are more effective defensively than he's been. Yeah, I, I think it, a lot of that does come down to the basically the motivation application sort of thing, isn't it? Because generally, to be a half-decent defender when you're that size, it's about basically getting getting people's crotches in your face. Yeah, a lot of very unpleasant stuff, isn't it? That's the yeah. problem. And it's like if you if you're not into that, you know, yeah, then, if that's not your sort of thing. <laughs> then you're not going to be very good. Yeah, there's not really who, much else you can do. Who was your third team then? Um, are we done the Wizards? Is that it? There was I. All I wanted to say about them was I think the Bertans contract is potentially going to. He's already 28. He's already not very good defensively. Um, and he's getting paid like 19 million dollars in the middle of the, this decade. Um, that doesn't seem like that's that good. Uh, John Wall. Who knows Basically, what he's going to look like? They put themselves, they've they've committed themselves to, to being good, and they're not good. Because they well, because otherwise Bradley Beal will want to leave. Um, yeah. At least they have the option to tank. Maybe they should just. That's that's Beale. what I give them. I they I bet they do soon. They trade Beal and but they actually get assets. So it, it's not. I think they could be good. Um. It's just a strange off-season. And Denny Avdia seems... He's also one of these... Uh, partly because there's a bit of the prejudice about overseas players. But he seems a bit like boom or bust prospect. Like, some people compared him to Mario Hazonia. And then other people wanted to compare him to Doncic. I mean, Doncic comparisons is stupid. But is he going to be like a three-point shooting, bit of playmaking wing who can defend? as like six foot seven. Or is he going to be... Shoots twenty five percent from three. Yeah. In which case, I mean, you're you're just you're almost useless if you shoot twenty five percent from three in the NBA now, unless you're Giannis, you're Ben Simmons or Giannis. Yeah, you have to be like literally one of the best athletes on the planet. Otherwise, you you just don't have any purpose. Yeah. Yeah, that that was all on them. It's, it's not that okay. interesting, to be honest. All right, so for five, so we've done five teams, haven't we? So for the final yeah. one, I wanted to talk about the Suns. Um, because I'm trying to think of what other actual players that have moved teams. I think he's potentially the best player, well, based on last season, to move was Chris Paul. Just trying to run through. I mean, Going I, to the Suns. Yeah, I mean, he's better than Drew Holiday. That's the question, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I sort of forgot about Drew Holiday. I mean, I guess that's for another podcast to talk about that one. But um, yeah, anyway. Chris but yeah, he, he is the best player to move teams. He yeah. might be old, but he was all so NBA last he was, season. Yeah, he he was basically just Chris Paul again last year, wasn't he? After the uh, the basically having the playing with James Harden thing, which nobody seems to like doing, and then everyone said he was rubbish, like like uh, like Russell Westbrook now. So yeah, he's he's now he's now a, a dead contract after a year playing with James Harden. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Um, that's I, I, they they should be good, shouldn't they? Should the Suns actually be good finally? I mean, they they weren't on that ridiculous run in the bubble. Devin Booker looked like he might actually be, you know, like like good. Although I guess he's done that before, where he's been good. But I don't know. You feel like you feel like this might be it. This might actually be 
be them. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because I'm aware that I'm doing it myself. Where I, I almost can't believe that the Suns are going to be good. But if you took their logo off of them and just showed someone that roster, it'd be yes. Yeah. Yeah, that team. That's a really good team. It's basically um, yeah. For ages they needed a point guard. Last season they got Ricky Rubio, who's a decent point guard, and now they've upgraded him to Chris Paul. Who and DeAndre Ayton's got better. It's yeah. It's like I don't know. I, it's difficult to see how they're not good when you think about it a lot. How can this possibly go wrong? But then it's a how good though, because as we were just talking about with the Kings. And they are their roster. I don't, that was not meant to be a comparison. Their roster is way better than the Kings. But again, Chris Paul staying healthy. Maybe a little of a question there. But he he's a plant based guy now, and those people just never get injured. It seems like they're made out of. He's a plant based guy. Yeah, he like, switched to a plant based diet, and he didn't get injured last season. It sounds like you saying he's made out of plants. Yeah, he's made out of cabbages. <laughs> but um, he grows he grows new limbs from the soil. Yeah, that's how he's replaced his hamstrings. Yeah. But I think um, it's again in the Western Conference, it's like, well, it feels like every team, apart from the LA teams, are like a threat of missing the playoffs. And the Suns are just in that group. I've seen people list them as high as third, and it's like, oh, I don't know about that. But then also, yeah, if you want. Yeah, it's basically, it, it's just going to be good, isn't it? Again, I feel like the NBA is going to be good. But then also, you could put the I mean, Suns like 10th. You can put them 10th if you want. And it's like, well, yeah, okay. I mean, all the other teams are so damn good. Yeah, there's just so many ridiculously good teams in the West. And there's quite a few in the East, to be honest. Like, the top seven teams in the East. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 one of those teams is going to be seventh. One of them is going to be the seventh seed, which just seems preposterous. Like, I, don't, I don't know how it happens, but it just feels like... The last few years, there just seems to be getting more and more like potentially really good teams in the NBA. Um, no, I yeah, I I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. It's not like there's a concentration of talent because part of the reason for this is in the West, for instance, 14 of those teams are trying to get to the playoffs. Yeah. That's part of the thing is they're all trying to... But it's, if any, maybe it's just the talent being spread out a little bit. So... There aren't yeah. big threes anywhere. There's a lot, yeah. There's a lot of teams that have like you feel like they sort of have two stars. Some of them loosely, I suppose, and then I don't know. There's like I guess that a lot of them seem to manage to have rosters that make sense as well. So well, I think that's it. I think that's it, isn't it? Is that because there's more of a there's almost a format for building a team, isn't there? And it's basically, have you got enough shooting? And every team obviously has to have a certain amount of shooting. And if you've got that and one or two like all-star level players, it's like, yeah, they, they should make the playoffs. And that's the thing, is like, just almost every roster now seems to have all-star times one, two, or three. And then they've got shooters and some defensive players. And it's like, yeah that could be really good and that's how loads of these teams look yeah it's almost basically what we're saying is that if your front office is competent um it, it, it's not that hard to have a, a competitive team or a team that looks like it could be competitive at least yeah i mean it's, it's just 
So the Suns basically did loads of loads of really stupid things for a long time and then have done some stuff that people thought was stupid, like both of their last draft their last two first round picks, everyone's like, What the hell are you doing? Last year's one worked out. This year they got a guy that's like a four or five who can shoot threes and block shots, and it's like, Well, okay. He might not have been the tenth best prospect in the country, but that sounds good, doesn't it really? Yeah. That sounds like something they could do with as well. And they re-signed Dario Saric for three oh, yeah. years Four and not very much Saric. money. So what? The, so their starting lineup is going to be Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikael Bridges, Dario Saric, DeAndre Ayton, probably, or maybe Saric will come off the bench and they'll use Cameron Johnson. I don't know. They've got options and um, they've got a backcourt that's I was near, I was about to go really big there on like maybe the best best backcourt in the league and I'm like oh yeah could maybe be. it could be we've played Thompson injured it's an all NBA player and a guy who could be an all NBA player this year there aren't many teams that have got that sort of that sort of no. talent I really maybe I really don't think that's too far to be honest I mean there's always it's the Blazers is the other one probably yeah, I'm just doing a quick run-through in my head, and it's like, yeah, Blazers, obviously. I mean, I think you probably have to go Blazers just about over them. Because Damian Lillard is just just insane. Um, oh, oh yeah, the, the Houston Rockets you should probably include as well. I forgot they've actually still got those guys. Yeah, yeah it's difficult. Isn't it? They don't want to be there, though. They've they been count? disqualified. They don't want to be at the team, so they've been disqualified from that running. Anyway, yeah, so it's a top three backcourt. Yeah, season. I we think so. Say that. But yeah, okay, so I think we are out of time. Yeah. We got our six teams in. Yeah. Only only after that five more times and then we will have done them all. <laughs> Although I don't yeah. Not sure I managed to do all of those no, to be honest. Some of them are not even worth the oxygen to talk about them. No. So yeah, anyway. Um, next time. Yeah. Uh, we'll subscribe. About, probably talk about some more. Do you, is that a thing? What subscribing to podcasts? Yes. Okay. What do you mean? I, I, I don't. What an embarrassment. Yeah. All right. Well. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.